The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowd, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So he asked the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon from Cana. And Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus. Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse lepers. Drive out demons. Without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brother called me and asked me if I wanted to go to his daughter's wedding. Now, if he had asked me to go on a fly fishing trip, there would have been no hesitation. But I was wondering if my brother really wanted me to go out to Minnesota to go to the wedding because you know how it is with guests. Guests can be a lot of work. You know, you gotta pick, you gotta pick me up at the airport. You gotta make uh, a guest room ready and prepared. You gotta make sure that I get all my meals. You gotta cart me all over the place, get me back to the airport. And my brother is the father of the bride, and he's got a lot of things on his mind. So my brother interrupted the silence, and he said, uh, well, I want to fly you and Dad out first class. I said, first class? <laughs> this means you really want me to go. He says, yeah, of course I want you to come. Now, the reason I say that is because God tells Moses that to remind the Israelites that I brought you here on eagle's wings. On eagle's wings. No, of course, that's an analogy. In other words, that God did not bring them on uh, turtleback, which would have been like really slow and heavy uh, traffic. And he didn't bring the Israelites to himself by way of a sparrow. Imagine being strapped to one of a sparrow's wings with all that flapping. You'd be sick on arrival. Not to mention all the fuel stops along the way. No, this is an eagle. This is eagle. Eagles glide. There you are on that nice, long wing. It's like you're lying in a hammock. You've got leg room, first class. You drive, you're going to be driving there quickly, nonstop. So, in other words, if the Israelites had any doubts, and they probably did have some doubts whether God really wanted them because they were 
a pain in the neck in the desert. They were murmuring and complaining a lot about the desert. They were very needy. And, uh, but God says, no, I tell them I brought them on eagle's wings. I brought them to myself on eagle's wings. In other words, I really wanted you here. You know, it's really important uh, to, to hear all the details when God talks. All the details. Because it gives us information to be able to make decisions really well. When my, there was a guy that started a computer company and he approached my brother early on in his career and said, asked him if he would join him. He said, I don't have a lot of money, but I have a lot of stock options. And my brother thought hard and long about it, but then decided, he decided to decline the offer. And he went with another company that was already uh, in business for many years. Twenty years later, my brother called me on the phone and he says, remember that guy that started that computer company that wanted me to join him? And he said he didn't know a lot of money, but a lot of, he had a lot of stock options. I said, yeah. He said, well, the, I declined it, but the guy that accepted it just retired. He sold his stock options and bought an island. I said, David, you big dummy. <laughs> Why did you take the offer when you had it? He said, well, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I just got married. I was expecting a kid. In other words, my brother says, you know, if I could see, if I could have a crystal ball and look in the future, I would have, I would have gladly have taken the offer. Now, the difference between my brother and that situation and us here today is that we have a means to see and into the future. Better than a crystal ball. We have God's word. We know that there's eternal life. We know that there's great rewards there. We know that there's heavenly treasure. We know there's, a, there's an eternal banquet. <laughs> and knowing all of these things in the future, it can help us make good decisions. You know, one time I was thinking about going to heaven and and uh, and uh, how enjoying all the amenities there and and uh, God coming up to me and says, "Well, hey, uh, Peter, how's it going?" And I says, "Oh, this is this is terrific." I says, "I." I, you know, if I only knew, if I only knew how good it was here, if I only knew how much you wanted us here, if I only knew how, how, how uh, great all these rewards are and treasures and, and everything, I would have made better decisions in life. I would have had more hope in life. I would have been more confident in life in, in you and in your, in your, in, in your words. And he says, I, well, and God would say to me, well, I thought you knew. I thought you knew all that stuff. Wasn't my word good enough? 